When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What if you could become a better person, not by working harder, but by taking one small step a day? And not because you're a bad person now, but because there's something inside you that's ready for more. How to be a better person gives you one tiny step a day you can take to be the person you want to be. My mission? To help you live your best life. Hey there, and welcome to How to Be a Better Person. I'm Kate Hanley, your host and author of the book, How to Be a Better Person. This week on the podcast, I'm exploring how to use writing as a tool for personal growth. Because, as I covered on Monday, everyone's a writer, including you. And writing is an incredibly powerful way to commune with yourself, too, and figure out what matters to you, and what you want to focus on, and which choice you should make, and process whatever you're going through, etc., 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 Today's big idea is that on any given day, you may sit down to write something that's in your heart and on your mind, and that alone is a complete and wonderful act. It's so helpful to get some perspective on whatever you're facing on any given day. But when you start to look back on your daily writing over time, something really cool happens. You can start to discern patterns and insights that are deeper than your daily concerns. They help you see the arc your life is currently on, and that helps you make decisions from a deeper place. You have to do two things to discern these deeper messages. One, you have to actually go back and look over what you've previously written. And two, you've got to be curious enough to let yourself observe them objectively so you can see the patterns or the things that you didn't necessarily say outright but that are still present on the page. Let's talk about number one, going back and looking over what you've written previously. I know how tempting it is to not read over these entries that you've already put down. Maybe they're painful because you've been using your writing as a place to put all your worries, doubts, and complaints. Or maybe they're tedious. Maybe it just feels like yesterday's news and you don't have the time to go backward. I'm not saying you need to keep your writings forever or go back and read through every journal you've ever kept, but I am saying that going back and reading what you've written in the last little while, and that depends on the person, you know, is it the last week or the last month or maybe the last season, but that is how you get your subconscious and conscious minds on the same page. Remember the William Faulkner quote I shared in Monday's episode, I never know what I think about something until I read what I've written on it. So once you have a week or a month or a season of writings, remind yourself to go back and reread them. I need this advice myself, frankly, as I am much more excited about the thought of creating something new than I am about going back and reading something that already exists. But every time I do it, I feel like I can see my thought process come into view, like an old-fashioned camera finding its focus. And not only do I remember the details of what I was thinking and feeling, I can also see the bigger picture of the theme I was working out. 
It helps you have empathy for yourself and to see yourself more clearly. And I'll talk about point number two, how to discern what you see and your tiny assignment right after this quick break. Welcome back. Okay, let's talk about how to train yourself to see the deeper themes and patterns that can emerge when you develop a somewhat regular writing practice. As I mentioned, first you have to go back and actually read what you've written. And then, once you've done that, you want to ask yourself, what do I notice about these pieces? Am I writing about the same topic over and over, or am I jumping from topic to topic? And then try to tune into the emotions in your pieces. How do they make you feel? It's like you're a book club of one, and you're trying to figure out what the author of the book was thinking or feeling or trying to convey, except the author in this instance is you. This past summer, I was in a weekly writing group where we would respond to different prompts, and everything that came out of me was so sad. I wrote about a friend who recently died. I wrote about how it felt to be the new kid when I was growing up. I wrote about how hard it had been to be working in the living room during the pandemic with no door to close. When I went back and read those pieces all at once, I was like, dang, I am processing some stuff. I feel like I'm reading the writing of someone at midlife who's really taking stock of a lot of different things and is really, frankly, catching up on some unprocessed grief. Which, of course, I am someone at midlife who's taking stock of a lot of different things and working through some unprocessed grief. But if you asked me if that was who I was in the midst of any given day, I would say, I'm just trying to get some work done before it's time to make dinner. It helped me treat myself a lot more gently and helped me really prioritize getting to those writing classes because I knew I was digesting a lot. And I didn't want to carry around a lot of undigested stuff, which I would do if I didn't get to the classes. So that's your tiny assignment, to look back over anything you've written recently, including, hopefully, this week, and just see what you can see. Is there something bigger you're working through? Do you need to treat yourself any differently based on what you observe? Do you need to maybe cut yourself some slack or do something to take care of yourself? And if you're having trouble getting stuff onto the page with any consistency and you aren't happy about that, really consider joining Becky's 2022 winter online salons that I talked about in this week's ad. They will get you writing for sure. They will also get you reading and sharing and learning about writing and connecting with other people who like to write. Again, that URL is readtomeliteraryarts.com slash winter and use the code BETTER to save 10%. Thanks for listening to How to Be a Better Person. Our theme song is Left for Deadish by Junior85. The podcast is mixed by Sound Advice Strategies. If you liked what you heard in this episode, share it with someone you think would like it too. Your voice matters. Also, How to Be a Better Person has an official newsletter that sends the past seven episodes, a sneak peek of the week ahead, and one well-chosen meme to your inbox every Saturday morning. Sign up at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com and click on Get Podcast News. I also love to hear from listeners. I mean, I love it. Send me an email by clicking on the Contact Kate button at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com Tweet me at Kate Han, K-A-T-E-H-A-N, or find me on Instagram at Kate Hanley Author. I look forward to connecting with you. 